what's up y'all welcome back to another episode of lifting coast man was it drama packed in zanvor today's a solo episode it's probably a good thing because kurt would be here blindly defending lewis because we all know he's a lewis homer he'd probably say it wasn't lewis's fault on the restart and george should have pitted but it's just me today i'm gonna be critical of all parties but i will say what a fun race, man. Zandvoort is unbelievable, right? Zandvoort is a great track. I know people are talking about under uh, overtaking, but, you know, regardless of if, if there's a lot of overtaking or not, it's such a hard track to stay on top of. Like, even when you look at Kevin Magnuson running off the track, the track is just, you know, it's really fast, man. There's a lot of bends, obviously the banks. You obviously saw what the bank did to when Max overtook George. So it's like, it's such an interesting track because when you throw that elevation and banks in or banking corner, whatever you want to call it, it changes so much of the landscape of how you race and what you'll get. So it was a fun race, man. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So let's first start by shouting out Max. Everybody that listens to this pod knows this is a, I don't want to say a Max hating podcast, but we're not the biggest fans of Max as a person. And that's very clear, right? But he is the best driver on the planet. Like, the guy just is so good, man. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He drives so well. He drives on the limit. You saw what he did to George. He obviously was so smart understanding George would take the inside and then he would just go on the outside and it was faster. His strategy is good. I think his tire management has got better. Um, you've seen how his tires were today. It seemed like Charles and Carlos had a little bit more tire deg. You know, I think he's the best racer on the planet. Kurt may disagree with me, but it's fine. Um, yeah, shout out to Max. And, you know, he's definitely going to shatter the most wins in one season. When you look at Max's performance right now, he's got 10 race wins. And we still got, what, seven to go? I know the record's held by Sebastian Vettel and... Um, Michael Schumacher at 13. It's actually really surprising that Lewis isn't there. I'm sure Lewis is close. I'm sure he's got like 12 or 11 wins because Lewis has been so dominant over time. But it just shows you how dominant Max has been. And let's just keep call a spade a spade. His DNF in ball rain when he was literally on like the last three laps, that's a win you take away. And then also when you think about it too, he had that race win in Australia that he had wrapped up and then his engine stopped. So you know, shout out to Max. He's been great. I don't know what else to say other than best race on the planet right now, man. So obviously a lot can be said about Ferrari. Um, first, you know, Carlos Sainz had the long pit. What was it? A 20 second stop, which put him, he was ahead of Sergio by, I want to say four or five seconds, maybe three. And he ended up being behind like 13 seconds. It was absolutely ridiculous. Like, you know, I said on the last pod that I might be a Ferrari fan more than a McLaren fan because of how McLaren dealt with, you know, issues and stuff like that. And it is disappointing me a Ferrari fan. Then you have the unsafe release. It just stacks and compounds. And as a as a fan of the sport, as a fan of Ferrari, as someone that wants to see Ferrari compete, I've been consistent in saying that, you know what, at the end of the day, Ferrari has to learn how to win. Like there's no if, ands or buts. They don't have a team that's that's won a championship before. They don't have a team that knows how to win a championship. So these are learning bumps, and that's something you have to go through the way. And Kurt wants to disagree, well, they can win. No, it's no different than a business. 
you know, when you scale a business, you're going to make mistakes. If you've scaled a business before and you're in a similar field, you understand how to do it and what mistakes, uh, how to avoid those mistakes. So I'm going to give them that grace. Like I've said, we have to give Bonato the benefit of the doubt in terms of he has decisions to make this year. If he doesn't make the right decisions moving into 2023, that is when we will evaluate Bonato and say, hey, did he make the right moves as a principal or is he better off as an engineer? Because clearly he's developed a great car. Moving on to Mercedes, man. Mercedes is, you know, they're a storied legacy uh, team now because you've won eight in a row. They're up there with Ferrari. I think Ferrari's still the biggest brand. Mercedes would have to win two two more constructors for me to consider them the biggest brand in F1. Um, just because 10 in a row is kind of unprecedented. But, you know, I think Mercedes had great strategy today. So let's call a spade a spade. They were on the mediums. They understood that, hey, they're going to run a two-stop. Let's see what we can do. Can we run onto the hards after? Make them do two pits. Maybe they had some time simulation that they saw and they want to execute. I don't fault them for that whatsoever. I think that was a great strategy. Shout out to the strategy team. I think the Mercedes car is great on this course. We talk about circumstances. This is a course or track that fits them very well. Like Lewis and George said, this car performs so differently on these type of circuits. The W13 today is a whole different animal than it was in Spa. And that's six days later, whatever you want to call it, from Sunday to Thursday or Friday. Now, the elevation in Spa obviously makes you increase your ride height, which changes the W13's characteristics and performance quite a bit. So that's probably the biggest reason why you see such a huge difference, just because of that massive hill. Uh, Eau de Rouge, I think it's called. But regardless of that, I thought Lewis had a magnificent race. He drove really well. He had a great start because he was equaling those guys that he started with and he was on mediums. So let's call a spade a spade. He wasn't on softs. So I think he had a great start. He obviously had a great race from A to call it X. Made all the right moves. Drove well. Had great pace. Managed his tires well. Didn't really make any mistakes. And then, you know, obviously he made the big mistake on the restart. I'm going to call it what it is. You know, I, I'm not a big race strategist. I don't know what to do. But Jensen Button put out a great theory how he should have started halfway through the straight right at the finish line. So Max doesn't have that massive straight or that massive speed to go, which to me makes a lot of sense. I am not mad at that um, theory or what Lewis should have did. He was also upset with himself on how he messed up that the restart. And I'm glad he acknowledged that because some racers would blame their team, which he did after, which I'm going to get into. But yeah, it was his fault for why Max passed him so quickly. Now, I don't think he would have held Max back. Like there's no chance like Charles passed him. Right. And Max had more pace. So let's call that Max would have passed him eventually. But that error on the restart was really bad. I think I expect more from Lewis. He's a seven time champion. I put him one B, but that felt like a really rookie or mistake. I don't want to call it rookie, but that was a really bad mistake. It was a really bad judgment call. I'm not going to let him off the hook for that one. I know Kurt would say, and oh, he had mediums, blah, blah, blah. No, well, Max would have passed you on softs. That's 100%. I don't expect you to win the race. But that move was just downright not a good one. It was a bad call, and we expect better from the reigning world champion, um, the seven-time world champion, not the reigning world champion. 
We expect that from the seven-time world champion, Lewis Hamilton, to make those good calls. I will say this. People are going to complain about what George should have done. Right? Maybe Lewis is mad about that. But George was doing what he thought gave him the best chance to win. So I'll start by prefacing that. At the end of the day, George is a racer. If he felt Lewis was on number on, on mediums, and it, you know that could have been Mercedes' fault. There's all these different things. But if he felt Lewis was going to stick on mediums and he wasn't going to catch Max, then why wouldn't you go for second place? You are a racer at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, I don't think that both of them would have held up Max anyways. We saw how easy Max passed Lewis. He was going to pass George too. And then he would have caught Lewis. There was a clear gap. But let's start with Lewis. I'm not mad with Lewis showing emotion because I think he should be emotional. In that instance, you're playing for high stakes. And, you know, he's never gone a season without a race win. And this may be the first season. And this might have been his best chance. But for him to cry about it for the last, you know, 13 laps, that is what bothers me, right? Like, you know, Kurt's going to say, well, I'm a Lewis hater. At the end of the day, I said the same thing about George when George kept com complaining to his team about, you know, I think it was Max cut him off or someone cut him off or I think it was Checo and he kept complaining for multiple laps. It's like, I get it. You're mad about what you're mad about it. Be mad about it. But you have to move on because at the end of the day, you're still racing. Right. So my whole problem with that is like, yo, Lewis, I get it. It's a shitty situation, but you have to move on rather than keep crying about it for the next five laps or six laps. At the end of the day, that's just what it comes down to. You can be frustrated for that lap and, and have that emotion initially, but then you got to lock back in and figure out how you're going to perform for the rest of the race. And I definitely think that probably affected him, right? He saw his first race win just get stripped from him, got pulled away. Max Verstappen just took grasp of it and took it away from him, and he was really frustrated. So I understand that. Now, on the flip side, why didn't Mercedes not pit Lewis on softs? Why not give them a chance to fight Max? Maybe Max makes a mistake. Maybe they get ahead. Who knows? Was the strategy supposed to be, you know, maybe both of them stay on mediums and maybe they win. But then maybe they finish 3-4 and lose points. There's all these different factors that could have happened. My opinion is if they both stay on mediums, they probably finish 2-3. Or no, they finish exact same 2-4. But Lewis probably finishes second because he gets away. Max passes him. And Charles probably can't catch up to him. And George finishes fourth. So George is just looking out for himself. On the flip side, if Lewis pitted, they probably have an easy 2-3. But they don't have a race win. And at the end of the day, Mercedes talks about race wins. Kurt has talked about race wins. I have talked about race wins. So we want to see race wins, man. Like, it is really tough to understand why people would be mad for people George giving his best shot for a race win. Point blank, period. He wanted to win a race. He did not want to finish second or third. He did not come to Mercedes to be second or third. He came to become a world champion. And these are decisions that make a difference. Maybe not this year, but last year would have made a difference for Lewis if he made the call that George did. Instead of, you know, fending it off and finishing third or maybe fourth if Charles caught up to you because he's on softs. Getting that second place, the difference of 18 to 12 points. That's six points, man. So I really want to stress that is that, you know, we can't understand the decision making if we're not thinking from the athlete's perspective. And the pure facts are is that George set him up self set himself up in a position to come second, not to come third, not to come fourth. He wanted to get the highest position possible and try to win. And he knew at, at worst 
he was competing for second place, which he got. So shout out to George. I think that's his highest finish this year. He's been three to five all year. So that obviously sucks. But shout out to George. That must be phenomenal. His first second place in Spa last year probably didn't feel as real because, you know, obviously the circumstance. It obviously he still got a podium, but it didn't feel as real. Now he has a true second place. I want to see George pull off a first place performance. Like I said, he has yet to pull off that type of performance where you're like, damn, he's got world championship talent. Now for Mercedes, I think they really need to get their ducks in a row on this call. I hope that they figured out in a debrief and we learn about why this decisions were the, the decisions. But Lewis clearly wanted to be on soft, so he wanted George to sacrifice his race. Well, would Lewis do the same? Who knows? So that that's my opinion. I'll leave it at that. I'll probably talk about Kurt on the next podcast. A couple things that I want to go over before we get out of here. I don't want obviously going to spend too much time on a solo pod, but Yuki AlphaTauri, man. What is going on over there? You know, Kurt messaged me and said, is this a Red Bull conspiracy thing? Maybe it is a Red Bull conspiracy thing because maybe they said, put him back out, safety car, help Max. I doubt it. I don't think it's that deep. But that was really strange and stupid. Should have pitted him. I think they should be fined. I think they need to be investigated. I think that's very fair. Um, Magnuson going off the road, like I mentioned earlier. You know, Mick has looked decent. Haas messed up his pit. Yeah, I mean, today was just filled with a lot of different stuff. Obviously, Vettel stopped Lewis with the blue flags. He ignored them. Um, Checo, you know, had a great fight with Lewis too, man. Like, it was such a great race. I enjoyed every part of it. Um, And Zanvoort was a wrap. So I'm sure you guys will hear Kurt's perspective on the next pod. I just want to cover the kind of main things. Um, Ferrari, big question marks. They don't have the pace anymore. Red Bulls obviously found the pace. Mistakes as always. Max is the best driver in the world. He's going to be your 2022 F1 champion. And shout out to him. I mean, as much as I dislike him as a person, you got to respect his racing talent and his greatness because he is that great. And I'll sum up my whole Mercedes conversation. I understand Lewis is frustrated, but he shouldn't be crying five laps after. He also made the mistake on the restart. So be I, I don't know if that was compounded, but he definitely shouldn't be complaining to his team for Max passing him on the first start. He, he It was a pure mistake. George, I think he made the right decision. He wanted to finish as high as possible and fight for a, a race win. He hasn't got his Mercedes race win yet. So that's obviously what his, his thought process. And he finished in second. So why is anybody mad at George, right? That's just the reality of it. He did his job and he finished as best as possible. So shout out to George. And Mercedes got to figure it out. They really do. They've made some mistakes over the last two years. Um, I'm not, I don't remember all of them. If we want to discuss it on another pod, we can, but shout out to anybody that's tapped in. I appreciate it. Make sure you guys go subscribe. I'm sure we'll talk about this on Monday or Tuesday. You guys will hear from us soon. And we got race week in Monza next week. So shout out to Monza, the speed track, the temple of speed. Let's get it. Lifting coast. Peace. Peace.